Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories from people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me Dr. Mangia Samantha Loughton. Good morning. Good afternoon, even. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Hi, good to see you again. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, For those of you that don't know, uh, Dr. Mangia is a former GP turned author and international speaker. She's written two books. Punk Science and the Genius Groove, um, and she speaks all over the world. So welcome, Manjir. Thanks for having me. Yes, well, I'm very excited because we were just chatting before and you have got an amazing transformational journey that I'm very chuffed that you are going to share with our audience. But I'd love you just to tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing in the world of Britain. Well, um... It sounds like I've got a very long name, which I have, uh, but you can call me Mangia. Um, I'm, I used to be a GP, medical GP in the UK, come from a very medical family. And around um, 18 years old, when I first started in medical school, I had a spiritual awakening uh, very suddenly and pretty much out of the blue. And that changed my whole life. I went overnight, I went from a being a, a skeptic um, to, I wouldn't say a believer, but a knower, because a believer is, there's a little bit of separation from that knowledge, but it was inner knowing that was switched on in me. And, uh, but, you know, science was my first love. So I kind of went, how can, how can I explain this in terms of science? And I started to see things on the cutting, cutting edge of, of physics, such as very variable speed of light theory, string theory, quantum physics. And I, I thought, you know what? If we put this together in easy language, people can understand spiritual concepts, esoteric concepts, um, things like that much more easily. But the language needs to be easy, needs to be contemporary. So a lot of people will know me as the author of Punk Science. Um, which has become an Amazon bestseller on both sides of the pond, actually. Um, so uh, UK and USA, it's been um, number one in the uh, spirit and religion charts. And uh, the second book, The Genius Group, which tells more about my own personal journey. And I'm also known for something called the Black Hole Principle, which is mm-hmm. not 
I intended to find. Um, but basically, it's a new theory of the universe, which has made lots of predictions since it was, uh, you know, since I first published in 2003. Um, and those predictions have been worn out by NASA and uh, various of the space telescopes and things like that. Um, as you know, j just things like um, water being found on, any, on other planets, such as Mars, all being predicted by this theory. So it's a very powerful scientific theory. And what I do also is explain to people how these universal principles are not just about black holes in space and how they can relate to you, your emotions, your day-to-day, um, how uh, you can actually utilize this black hole science in your daily life and to create more freedom in your, in your life and um, move you into a, a new way of being, really. Wow, that sounds, we definitely have to come back to that. That sounds really interesting. Um, I'd love also to hear a bit more. You met, you said that you had a spiritual awakening at 18. Can you talk, tell us what happened? Yes, it was uh, unexpected. I, you know how you just, when you join the university, you, you, you get courted by clubs and things who want you to sign yeah, up. Freshers Week. <laughs> Freshers Week, yeah. And um, so I was at Freshers Week of the University of London. So I was studying at um, what was then called the Royal Free uh, Medical School in Hampstead in London. Mm. And my friends and I went down to the main student union to go to the Freshers Week there. And a friend of mine just signed me up for a yoga class. And I'd never done yoga before. I'd done Tai Chi. And in the end, she dropped out of this yoga class, and it was a free yoga class. So I went by myself. And within a few minutes, I had this feeling, bear in mind I was a skeptic. Yeah. I had set this up from before my birth. And my, my logical mind was going, no, you can't have done that. But some, I just knew. I just knew I was in the right place at the right time. Overwhelming feeling. And uh, on the chart, on the, uh, yeah, there was a chart with chakras on it. And I just went, I know those. And very, I, I am from a Hindu background, but my parents being both doctors, you know, they're, they're not people who are heavily into the, you know, what we call Eastern philosophy. They've got, their, they've got their own spirituality, absolutely. I can't put that, you know, say that they're not totally into, into it. But they had, they'd bring me aside and tell me about chakras or, meditation or anything um so I, I just had this kind of knowing I thought you know this from the past life in India oh wow and um so this is 18 complete skeptic and suddenly I'm starting to tune into past lives and we went through this sort of um mantras I suppose and um with this lady on a video um if anybody is familiar this is a group called Sahaja Yoga um, and uh, so I went through this and then I just completely, I felt my consciousness completely unite with everything. I mean, with the, wow. the consciousness in what is known as a Kundalini awakening. So that's when the, um, the coiled energy at the bottom of your spine actually rises through your spine and comes out through your spine chakra. Now I know that that was effectively a black hole event, which we'll, we can talk about. I've written on that too. Um, but uh, this was the uh, moment that I just woke up and it was, it was just life has totally been different ever since that time. Wow, fantastic. And, and is it fair to say then, then that almost was like an activator for you, that experience? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, fascinating. And and tell us a little bit more, because obviously that was 18. Um, tell us a little bit more about your journey from 18 to where you are today. Oh, well, you know, I was in med school. So, um, you know, suddenly I've got this very different world opening up. Um, but I'm still got the day job, as it were, um, you know, doing the whole thing of dissecting bodies and, um, you know, uh, learning about how to take blood and, you know, all of those things that a med school, a med student does, lots of exams. Um, any time that occurred, I was going to, I was learning more on my spiritual journey, any funds that I could put into, obviously, as a student in London at the time, which is um, not very solvent. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was, there was a, a long journey. And, and um, at the same time, I was, I was going through a lot of emotional stuff in terms that I was living with my sister in a flat in London. And um, things became very, very difficult. Um, and, you know, th- there were even death threats coming from her and things like that. And it, it just got very, very heated. And in the middle of all that, I met the man who was going to be, um, my future husband and um he it was that there was so much spiritual energy about this happening and so even though I was 21 still in medical school I we actually did get married and part of it now I can look back and part of it was to get away from the situation with my sister but part of it was I really did find a soulmate of mine absolutely strong soulmate and um so yeah, we got married and that sort of stabilised my life for a while, so much so that I grew enormously spiritually. Um, and um, so, unfortunately, we grew apart because of that. And uh, so I trained as a bioenergy healer at the same time that I was training as a GP. So in 2002, early 2002, I find myself growing apart from my husband, um, qualified GP, a qualified bioenergy healer. Quite different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a double life and um, I was rushing back from doing visits in the surgery and um, coming back and seeing clients and sort of tuning into their past lives and their multidimensional selves and shape-shifting. And, you know, it was, it was definitely a double life and keeping it that all secret. And I also started to lecture on all the science and, I, I think I started lecturing as early. I think the first talk that I did on this was 1999. Um, so that is coming up to almost um, 20 years now. Um, so, um, so yes, I was, this other lecturing life uh, was starting. Um, so, yeah, it all came crashing down when I realised over some period of time that myself and my husband needed to divorce. It was not a healthy situation. And um, so when we eventually did, um, unfortunately, he decided to talk about my spirituality to the medical authorities. And I was, you know, supporting myself working as a GP. And um, I ended up going through a medical investigation, sorry, um, an investigation with the medical authorities um, in the UK. um, And... It was devastating. I lost overnight because he convinced my parents as well, who were both doctors, 
that um, there was something wrong with me just having all these visions and seeing angels and that sort of thing wow. um, you know that obviously they're going to think it as doctors they think it's a psychiatric breakdown and um, so I uh, ended up going through this investigation I was not allowed to work as a result I lost the place that I was um, living in and I went through a very difficult time but at the same time, knowing that this was um, the right thing to happen, when I moved back into my own house with my ex-husband, who was, uh, well, we were still married, but we were straight, um, who then, you know, <clears throat> was very sorry because he, it had gone too far. Um, and uh, basically, we lived estranged for four years. Um, and I started this new life. I mean, literally, one door closed. I, I came my ex-husband cut off my phone, so I it was in his name, so he cut off my phone. And so I couldn't have my phone on in surgery, and I would sort of have to switch it off. So I got back to um, look at what who had called me, and literally um, one uh, one number was from the GP surgery, because my parents had come down to my doctor, the doctor who was like, in charge of my health, the GP, who ironically I'd been working alongside because that's the practice where I trained. So, you know, the same doctors who I worked alongside just a few months before were now looking at me as if I had had a psychotic breakdown. So basically um, there, was a, there was a message from the, what a doctor saying, we're coming over, um, with the, she's coming over with a psychiatrist. I knew what that meant. They were looking to section me. And... Um, so there was one day when, you know, I got that message and then the psychiatrist came over, they signed me off sick, they said I couldn't work and that started the uh, general medical council procedure. Um, and then the other message was from a woman who um, introduced, wanted to introduce me to someone who um, it ended up starting a speaking career. And I've been really speaking around the world ever since. I mean, talk about one door shutting. Yeah, and it, it's, it was so stark. And, um, you know, so I do want to emphasize, though, I was not struck off. A lot of people say, oh, you were struck off the register. I actually took myself off because I got the message from the universe that this is not what I was meant to do. Well, that's a pretty drastic uh, weight like shift, isn't it? They were really shifting you out of that environment. Yeah. I was not in integrity. I was living a lie. Um, on one hand, I was going to be a GP, which is very fear-based. Medicine is fear-based because yeah. what you're saying is you are sick. There's something wrong with you. I'm judging what has happened to you. When in reality, what was happening in my spirituality was coming out of judgment, going, if you are sick, it's because of the wisdom of your soul. Mm. Um, and the, this is not um, this is not something that is out of perfection. This is not something to be judged. This is the wisdom of your soul starting to manifest. And I started to do GP surgeries where I was just smiling and almost going, "Great, you've manifested this. This is 
I, you know, this is you shifting. And I almost was saying, <laughs> you can't say stuff like that. You've got to pretend to be fearful, pretend to be fearful. You know, imagine it's a bit diverse, can you go in to see your GP and they're like, oh, brilliant, you're ill. Your body's trying to do something. Well done. It's like, well done, you manifested a sore throat, you know. So, because of course the sore throat is things coming out of you know, yeah. you know expression. expression. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I mean the paradigms are not fitting, obviously. Um um so I did I did know this is of course it was devastating. Um and uh you know, I did spend a lot of time with depression and I also knew that I had to make peace with my ex husband because I hated him at that point. Yeah, of course. And, um that when you hate someone that much does that means there's a lot of work to well do. that that hate is just you know it's affecting you isn't it? it's like poison in your body exactly so I mean I had I knew that I could not grow until I made peace mm. with my ex-husband oh, yeah. and made peace with my family as well and got back to that place of love and John D. Martini's work he was in the secret was just at the I'd, I'd seen him live in New Mexico just before all this stuff happened mm. and confirmed a lot of stuff for me about quantum physics and how it all works. Um, but reading his book, um, you know, realising that, of course, these souls of my parents and my ex-husband, they'd taken this on. Um, you know, even though it was going to get to the point where I did walk away from my ex and, um, you know, so he was going to suffer the pain of that because at the end of the day, he did actually love me you know and so he was going to suffer the pain of me leaving him in order to play this part in my life so to realize that everything's playing a part perfectly well that's what i was going to say do you believe that these are almost contracts that we have kind of agreed to before we come in and actually once your contracts are complete then you kind of move on and yeah yeah i think and and when you get to the point where um i got to the point where i realized exactly that he had made to play that contract as well, you know, which is all part of the perfection, but to balance out and see the, the level of the soul um, contract. And I just, it just opened up. And from that point, I could start healing. Um, it's taken years. It's been a, it's been a doozy. <laughs> and um, in that time, of course, I built, uh, I wrote the book, um, Suddenly, my time has freed up, and uh, you know, my ex-husband was taking care of the mortgage and things like that. Um, his salary is—he became a pharmaceutical doctor. It started to go up and up, and so I was supported, but you know, doing my new life, writing punk science, and going—you know—my little Nissan Micro. I used to, you know, plan ahead how much fuel I needed, and you know, living very much hand to mouth to. Um, you know, get to all of these places. And, um, you know, and uh, things gradually went from there. And after four years, I got a, I got rejected by a lot of publishers. Um, but I got a publishing contract after the four years, when the book was ready, not when my ego self wanted it to happen. Oh, yeah, how interesting, yeah. So you've got a book contract, and then obviously it sounds, so would you kind of say um that you've now the way you live life is totally different like you're the, the, you've gone from living you know kind of structured formal you know training as a gp to now like as we say listening to the whispers of your soul and following what feels right to you um yeah it's 
<laughs> I think a lot of a lot of women as as well. I find you know they are being in control and sort of they're the, they're the organizers of the house a lot of the time. Yeah, and it's hard to switch off that um, sort of um, you know getting everything lined up and you know sorting everything. And it's hard to sort of break that pattern and start to listen and listen to the higher self and do that surrender. Um, you know, obviously, I was very much in that pattern. That's why I had to have such a doozy to yeah. get me out of, you know. And um, I still find it difficult to sort of surrender and see what happens. But, you know, I've had so much success of being on, you know, national TV, international TV, really. Uh, with Richard Dawkins, for example, Channel 4 have called me up and, you know, um, all sorts of things have happened to me. Mm. Um, and, you know, most of that is without any PR, um, any, you know, nothing like that has happened. It just started to roll and roll and roll and things would just come towards me. There's very little few times where I've had to go out and try and get some contacts or anything. The people have just come towards me. And um, I think that's part of the surrender. When you do get onto your true path, this it will just start to open up. And and amazingly, even though I haven't, you know, um, had a had a formal job for so long, you know, the the finances. I think that's a big thing people worry about. Finances been fine for me as well. I mean, it hasn't always been brilliant, but. Um, you know that that has been taken care of as well. So it's it's quite interesting. The things that people talk about, you know, the abundance that's really there that you tap into once you get onto the true path and you start doing what your soul calling really is about. It is true. It, it, it you start to be looked after. The the vision for Kitty Talks is to inspire a generation of change makers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. And so you know, interviewing people such as yourself who are doing exactly that is to inspire others to take that leap and to, to actually have the courage to live a different way. So would you have any advice for people listening who maybe, you know, like yourself are in a job that doesn't nourish or satisfy them? What advice would you have for them about how they can transition out of that? So they don't necessarily have to have this big wake up call because <laughs> if we can avoid those, that should be, we should try to. <laughs> I think one thing that is important as well is don't judge yourself um, because I think people go, well, you know, I'm not happy at my job. I really should be looking to be out of this. I should be living my dreams. If there's something that is holding you back, it's holding you back for a reason. So don't judge it because the timing has to be right and that timing might not be something that you're aware of. There may be even someone at work that you have a sole contract with that hasn't quite finished. You know, there may be some things at multi-dimensional levels that you're not aware of. So don't beat yourself up. Do just do what is right for you at that time. And if if you don't feel that it's quite right for you to leave your job, don't beat yourself up about it because when the timing is right, it'll be clear. So um, that that's one of the things. And people just say to you, go for it, go for it. But it can induce a lot of guilt. Yes. Um, so, you know, not judging yourself is a big one. 
Absolutely. And like you said, kind of starting to learn to trust your inner knowing. Um, and like you said, if it doesn't quite feel right, then maybe there, that is, there is a reason for that. Absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Manjir. Um, and for those of you who want to know all about Manjir's work, we will have all the details in the show notes. So you'll be able to find out what she's been up to and her forthcoming launch. So tell us a little bit before we go just about your launch. Yeah, just tell us a bit about that because people, I'm sure, will want to hear about it. <laughs> well, I've been well known for um, the book Punk Science. Obviously, does. I've been around the world speaking on that. Um, I have created a online experience called Simply Divine, and that's an easy guide to science and spirituality. So if you're into things like um, healing and um, tarot and astrology, you know, I've put all of the, the experience and expertise that I've had, I've put it into a very high-quality um, six-month course where I'm also going to be um, doing you know, regular webinars. There's a forum where you can share with other people from around the world. And uh, so you get exercises, you get audios, meditations. There's, there's tons in this, wow. in this experience. And, um, you know, it's, it's all secure in an online portal. And uh, so really, really excited. I did do a pilot um, uh, group in uh, 2014. Really went well. So I'm really excited. So it's on a new uh, new system now, so uh, that's all going to go ahead and go live in the next few days. So um, you know, by the time it'll be live. So simply divine, an easy guide to the science of spirituality. Fantastic. And well, if you're out there listening and that sounds right off the street, then let us know if you're interested because I'm sure there may be the way that Kitty Club and Kitty Talks can collaborate with what Manjir is doing. It sounds absolutely yeah. fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for joining us, Manjir, and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me today. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website. Become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.